Hey, everybody. For this episode, I had one of my great friends, Jolie Brown, on. We talk about her journey with anxiety. If you have any feelings that this story reflects your own, we just want to give you some resources. In the description below will be some resources that we've looked into that you can reach out to. We believe in pursuing mental health and happiness on this show. We want to make sure that all of our listeners know that you can reach out for help and it's not shameful. It's not weakness. It's actually pursuing happiness and strength, being the best version of you you can be. I believe that Jolie's story is a great reflection of that. And I can't wait for you guys to hear how she's grown from her journey with anxiety. You know, with growth comes growing pains. When you're growing, it's painful. This is Growing Pains with Annie. I'm excited to, you know, grow with you guys. Hi, everyone. This is Growing Things with Annie. I'm your host, Annie Scobeman. Today, I have another great friend of mine on the podcast, a good friend, one of my oldest friends, again, uh, Jolie Brown. Thank you so much for being on today. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited. <laughs> today, we're going to be talking about the topic of anxiety. And so you and I, we've been friends for almost, it's almost 10 years now. Yeah which is crazy. crazy. And so let's just, let's just for everyone listening to explain how we became friends. We were in, we were what, in eighth, eighth grade? Eighth grade, yeah. And we got seated next to each other. Big mistake by a teacher. <laughs> Huge. <laughs> Huge mistake. But yeah, we got seated next to each other. I knew of you. Like in, I was, I was practically famous on school campus. Yeah. It's fine. Because yeah. <laughs> your mom was a teacher. My mom, yeah, I I was yeah, teacher's kid. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I knew of you like in sixth grade and seventh grade, but it wasn't until eighth grade where we got seated next to each other, and the rest is history. In the rest is history. <laughs> Shenanigans, uh, Shenanigans happened. Constantly getting yelled at, constantly talking, yeah. passing notes. Yep all the things and Jolie you actually one of the things I remember the most is you are always doodling yes and has now led you to a career path to pursue art yes I am an illustrator well technically I'm a student still but I have um, I don't know I've seen your Instagram following I say you're your career artist (laughs) okay uh you're making me self-conscious no okay no no you're good but uh yeah i do have a instagram um handle is joe sketches and that's where i post most of my art do most of my business stuff um i take commissions uh and i have a shop and i'm currently streaming on twitch all that all that that good stuff yeah all that good stuff but yeah i'm an illustration student at cal state fullerton right now and am working towards that currently yeah and i have some original eighth grade joe sketches sketches (laughs) that i'm holding out until you become really famous and i will sell them on ebay for a lot of money so just you know keep keep up to date with uh growing pains i'll let you know when those drop on ebay so you can bid on those i'm convinced Um, that she only (laughs) keeps me around for my money (laughs) for the promise of future money (laughs) You're only in my life because of the promise of wealth in the future. Yeah, yeah, that's okay. But we, yeah, we got sat next to each other, sat next to each other. And uh, yeah, really kind of what you said, the rest is history. I remember it was with you and our other friend Mackenzie, and we just kind of became three peas in a pod. Mm -hmm. And, you know... I've been able to watch you grow and, you know, we've been, do- we've done life together for years now. Mm-hmm. Almost and like our whole life. Almost but, our whole life, really. Like, because what were we before? Like, <laughs> we were 12 years old. <laughs> Nothing. Not, all, not a lot happened before eighth grade. <laughs> no. <laughs> That's true. I, I, yeah, college, graduations, you know, all of these 
insane life events together. And one of the biggest journeys I've been able to have the pleasure of watch you go through and grow through is your battle with anxiety. Mm -hmm. So if you can kind of give us like an outline of what anxiety has been in your life. Yeah. So basically, I think it was around the time I was like 12 or 13 ish. Um, It was sort of at the end of middle school going into high school where it started to become a real problem because I remember um, right when I came into your life. Yep. (laughs) There's wonder where the stem was. (laughs) No, definitely not. But I I started to have like random panic attacks and stuff and I didn't know what it was. And so as a kid who was having these, you know, like breakdowns and stuff like that and I didn't know what to call them so I remember I think I just kept going to like my family and telling them that I didn't feel good because I didn't know how to word it you know I was having like these thoughts in my head that would make me anxious and stuff and I didn't know what was happening I felt like I was going crazy and um I think eventually my parents kind of caught on to there being something up yeah and so Parents are awesome. They um, they are. I love your parents. They're, they're amazing. They're the best. And your so, mom is one of my favorite humans in this <laughs> she's, world. She's in a, Jed, but she's a hoot. <laughs> um, but she basically, her and my dad and everybody, they're just like, okay, you know, we why don't we just you know take her in? And so we went to a psychiatrist and stuff, and I started seeing a therapist, and that's done me like wonders. When was that? Like, when did you start seeing a therapist? I was probably like thirteen or fourteen, yeah, something like that. So it was like beginning middle of high school and stuff and so that was and then along with my therapist I saw a psychiatrist and so I was able to get prescribed medication that eventually started helping me more and through therapy and um my experience with medication I was able to get to a better place and like therapy really helped me with techniques and stuff to help combat the anxiety and think through it and kind of like maybe that's the reason I think so like logically logically now we were doing a game before this and she, or that question we asked her was if you had to have three apps on your phone what would they be and she's like well i can't have this app unless i have this app because they're connected and like everything and i'm like <laughs> okay well that's no fun come on <laughs> in a perfect world let's go yeah yeah that's just, i just i'm a logical thinker i think maybe and maybe that's a big reason yeah um and so i've been sort of conditioned and taught to like deduce my thoughts and like be able to break them down, simplify them and stuff and sort of help myself, you know, through those types of things. Yeah. And so what's been so crazy and this is why like I really want to talk to you about this is I think it's such a special opportunity that we've had that I've been able to watch it kind of from the beginning. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we've obviously as friends, there's there's like I always say, there's um pain that comes with these kind of growth. And as you're growing in your healing of it, it definitely, there were pains throughout that time. And I remember feeling that in our friendship. Mm-hmm. And the first time I really realized that you were having issues with anxiety was our eighth grade DC trip. Yes. And you were just like always sick in the mornings. And then, yeah, you just weren't feeling good. And it was that kind of thing where I was like, I feel like the, and the one thing totally that you always said is, I think it's the eggs that I ate this morning. And I was like, we've been to like 10 different hotels. Like they can't all be poisoned. It doesn't be the reason for my anxiety, just eggs every eggs. time. <laughs> just, yep. I, I ate some bad eggs. It's like, Julie, you haven't eaten in a day and a half. What do you mean you ate bad eggs? I do remember that. Yeah, because that was before, like right before I really, you know, discovered it really. Yeah. And so when we went on our DC trip, we were going to all these new places and like with all these new people and yeah. just very outside my comfort zone. And so every morning I would wake up 
like and get sick i wouldn't be able to eat and stuff yeah. and i was just like i was an anxious mess um the day the days were okay it was mostly the mornings yeah it, was, was it like, really was just the mornings. Uh, that's which, why you thought it was a yeah <laughs> yeah i was just blaming it on the eggs um but yeah i remember that we still had a good time though oh we had a great time and that was a big awakening thing where i was like am i just like not a good traveler like i don't understand but i'm <laughs> but always like allergic I, to eggs. <laughs> am i allergic to eggs like i don't know what's happening but yeah and I remember. So that was obviously I was eighth grade DC trip. So it was eighth grade, end of eighth grade. I think uh, I think we went to spring break. Yeah. And then entering high school, it's when you really started to realize it. Mm-hmm. And then I think that's when it started to actually kind of take an effect on our friendships and yeah. stuff. And I remember, I remember we would hang out and it's when I was sixteen because we could just learn how, we just learned how to drive, right? Because um, I could finally drive to your house. Mm-hmm. And so we, I would go over to your house and. You, I could tell that it was comforting that I was there, but you just, like, didn't have the headspace to actually, like, interact or do anything. And, like, we'd sit there and watch TV. And I remember it would get to this point where I was like, Julie, like, let's do something. And I didn't realize that it was, like, it wasn't that you didn't want to do things. Mm-hmm. Is that you're like, no, I don't want to run the risk of having anxiety through it, even if you couldn't, like, put that into words yet. Yeah. And, and so it started to affect relationships outside of just your own relationship with anxiety. Mm-hmm. And I think that's th- something people don't talk about a lot is that when you go through these kind of, you know, battles in your life, it doesn't just affect you. Yeah, it starts it to affect yeah, your loved ones. Mm-hmm. And I remember when you started going on medication and it was huge. Mm-hmm. Like, I remember hanging out with you one of the first times, like after, because there was like a adjustment period. I remember. Yeah, I remember when I first started taking the medication, I think my body had to get used to it. Yeah. And so it was like, you know, I was kind of a... Uh, kind of on edge when that was happening but eventually they kind of started working a little yeah bit and i remember hanging out with you and it was like whoa like this is the girl i met in eighth grade <laughs> like oh my gosh and because you what you don't realize i feel like or what you realize it but what a lot of people don't realize about anxiety is that it slowly mm-hmm. creeps over yeah and and i don't think it's like the slow enough change that one day you wake up and you're like oh and another thing that uh was a result of your anxiety is that you had gotten really thin yes i didn't eat a lot i was i mean i knew i was skinny because i was but <laughs> but i um got to a point where i was very underweight for my age i was like 16 and i think like 84 pounds yeah. or something something like that. that sounds right yeah. yeah yeah and i was about i'm not super tall i'm, I'm like five three five four yeah. and so um i but I eventually when I went to my psychiatrist one day and they weighed me, they're like, okay, so you're like dangerously underweight. And I was like, oh, like, and so, what? yeah. And like, so, but I eat mac and cheese. <laughs> yeah, I know. I'm for all those listening. I've, I'm, a, I'm a notorious picky eater. Oh, um, yeah. <laughs> I've gotten better though. I've gotten a lot better recently, but um, especially as a kid, I was a very picky eater. And so that didn't help. Um, and so it wasn't until I think junior year of high school when I was out of a kind of toxic relationship and stuff that I was able to gain weight and yeah. stuff. And I know and, you noticed yeah. immediately. Yeah. And I remember, because it's that same kind of thing where it was happened so slow. Also, when we became friends, we were all tiny. We were in eighth yeah. grade, you know? And so it Lincoln. wasn't really until everyone else started kind of filling out more. And then you were still losing weight that I was like, oh, that was really skinny. <laughs> like oh wait and um and a result of your anxiety was that you like you said you would get sick Mm -hmm. 
And the memory that I always have when people, when, you know, when we talk about your anxiety would be a memory from Disneyland. And this is, and I feel like it's just such a perfect example of anxiety because we would go, you love Disneyland. You live like a mile away from Disneyland yeah, now. Disneyland's you love my it. place. <laughs> and one of the things we'd go all the time for birthdays or, you know, whatever, we'd go for special events growing up. And one time we went, and I think it was for Mackenzie's birthday. Yeah. And we, you ate like a whole bag of sour cherry balls. Yes. I do remember that. And it made you sick. And it wasn't, it wasn't the anxiety at the time. It was, it was the sour cherry yeah. balls. But the thing is when I, one of the things that anxiety does is when you start to not feel good, your anxiety kicks in and it's like, oh my gosh, you're going to get sick. Like you're going to, and then it yeah. makes it even worse. Yeah. And so, so you ended up <laughs> growing up in the middle of Main Street. Yeah. I have to tell the story. Julie. It's okay. It's, just it's, so good. it's fine. It's, it's classic. A part of my origin story. And, she, so. <laughs> and she's like, she's like, I don't feel good. And we're like, okay, well, let's go to the car. And she just like, middle of the parade, just turns over, pukes her guts out. And then it's like, I feel a lot better. <laughs> it's just, yeah. That's how and it is like, though. Like, I was like, okay. <sighs> and then, but then what I realized and that this is what it makes me think of anxiety is the next time mm-hmm. we went to Disneyland you but we were like getting ready to go on the shuttle and you went you ran to the bathroom and you texted me and Mackenzie and you said I'm like I just threw up because I'm afraid I'm gonna get sick again yeah and that's when I was like oh man like this is all connected Mm -hmm. and so I was that's like whenever I think about anxiety I think of that story of like your anxiety holds on to things and it like carries it on and it just like I feel like I've watched you carry this weight with you and then things have just been added to it Mm -hmm. And that's why I really want to have you on this podcast because I've also seen you overcome it, like to to an amazing degree. You know, you never fully, you know, yeah, cured of anxiety. There, but, but. Yeah. so, what has your journey been? You know, middle of high school. Yeah, you kind of realize that's bad, and you're starting to take care of it. And what what were the things that you started to see the outcomes of? Well, I. As I started going to therapy and stuff, I that helped me a ton. Like I was able to, you know, learn things that helped me understand it more yeah. and helped me get through it and which was really nice. And I went through high school with it it was it was a different amount of anxiety for like the different years we were in high school. I think <laughs> it's like freshman it, it was a doozy. Freshman year um was pretty rough because that's when it first started becoming a big issue and that's when i went and eventually you know got things taken care of but sophomore year was a little weird because i had a bit of a toxic relationship that started then that went into junior year and then once i was out of that um it was pretty it, it started to pick up more and i know like on top of like school and stuff and like learning how to drive was a big challenge for yeah. me because i was like nervous you know because it's scary and so um but i did it still and uh then senior year was really great i remember because that was a lot of cool experiences and i didn't have as much stress from school because senior year you're just kind of like get me out of here you know like whatever (laughs) yeah it doesn't matter anymore yeah yeah and so yeah that high school I feel like it went by really fast, but yeah, it was a lot. Blink of an eye. Yeah, Man. a lot that happened. And so I think it was once I graduated high school that I ended up stopped going to therapy because I was in a pretty good place in mm-hmm. the year, yeah, 2016. And so I was doing really well and was just, you know, living my best life. And then 
I think it wasn't until like the next year where anxiety started to kind of like creep in because a lot of the times when you deal with anxiety like you could have like periods where you're feeling great like you'll have you know good days but then all of a sudden there's a snap and it's like downhill again and it's kind of unexpected and it's the same thing with like depression because I've had like a small amount of depression I've had more anxiety than depression but um a lot of the times they come like hand in hand and so um I started having kind of ups and downs again ups and downs (laughs) again and then uh I think I started seeing a therapist again. So it, it's kind of a matter of, and I felt bad going back to a therapist because I was like, man, I was doing so good. I thought I was done with therapy and stuff. Yeah. Like I, you know, I've overcome it and stuff. I've gotten so good at it. Why am I going back to a therapist? Like, man, I feel bad about this. And then it wasn't until I got into the appointment and my therapist was like, you know, what What made you come back? And I was just like, well, this has been happening. This has been happening. And he's like, and she said that it's smart because knowing when you need help is one of the biggest like steps in anxiety like knowing when it's affecting you to a point where you need to go get that extra help because it's affecting your life it's affecting your daily tasks what you do and stuff and i think that's something that's really important to keep in mind when you're struggling especially with those who haven't really had any treatment when it comes to these things and how important that it is that you do get you know that extra help because you know anxiety is like it's science and it's like a psychological you know thing and it is best treated when you have those outlets um and so knowing when you need help is one of the biggest steps to moving forward really so um then i felt better (laughs) she told me that you're like oh yeah that makes sense (laughs) yeah and so um Started seeing another therapist for a while, and that helped me a lot. And that was when I was still home in San Diego, um, going to community college, uh, working part-time. And if I remember correctly, I stopped seeing that therapist again for a while because it was a little bit hard to get appointments. Um, And it wasn't until I – it was summer of – 2019 and i was about to go up to school yeah so moving to my university was a big hurdle yeah julia i just needed to break in yeah yeah and be and just say and i know i've told you of how proud i am of you but when you first started really struggling with depression anxiety (laughs) well when you first started really struggling with anxiety and there were just things and you like hurdles in your life that I was like, I don't know. Like, I don't like, I was like, I really don't know if Julie will be able to go like away for college. I don't know if she'll be able to live on her own. I don't know if she, cause you know, like there was a point when your anxiety was so bad that we, your house and my house was I'm like a mile away from each other. Mm-hmm. And you were like, I can't, I can't drive. And you would have friends pick us up, which is, I mean, is, we were totally happy. We were like, yeah, Joe, we can pick you up, whatever. It's a yeah. mile away. But it was, that was like, man, like her anxiety has gotten really bad to this point of like, will she be able to go to school? Will she be able to do this? And time and time again, you were like, yeah, I'm gonna. Good luck holding me back. <laughs> and so when you got into Fullerton, I remember having a conversation with our friend Andrew and he had texted me about it. And then we called each other and he was like, 
I I just I'm so excited for her like oh my gosh she's gonna do so good I'm so excited for her to go to school like and then we just had it almost was like parents like talking about their child of like do you remember when we thought this wasn't gonna be a reality do you remember this oh my gosh we're so proud of her it's just like we're just like two of your like you know I mean best friends and I'm just like we had totally it was like a mom and dad proud moment (laughs) so like yes you went to you were getting ready to go to school and it started to kind of pick up again yeah, well, it was actually, well, it always kind of comes in waves, you know. It yeah, yeah, it comes in waves. And the weird thing was is that like I remember thinking, I think it was before I even got into the school, I was thinking this is like this is going to be like hard and stuff and this is going to be a huge change and I'm like it's going to be really rough with my anxiety and stuff. Like is my anxiety going to even like let me do this? Like or is it going to hold me back? And as the time got closer, it was weird because I actually wasn't that anxious as I thought it was going to be. And I think it was because I knew it had to happen. Yeah. And I had been home for so long. I had been going to community college and stuff. I was just ready for it to happen and for yeah. something to, to move forward in that sort of sense. And so, um, but like, of course, I was, you know, kind of anxious and stuff. And it was mostly when, like... We drove up there. We moved in because I lived in an on-campus apartment for my first few semesters. And so we moved me in. I didn't know anybody. Uh, Classic. Love those times. Yeah. And so I knew uh, my friend Luke, but he lived at the time like 25, 30 minutes away. Yeah. Um, So we still saw each other like on the weekends. But um, I lived with strangers that I hadn't really met. And I ended up making some really good friends and adjusting really well, really. I think it was just the anticipation of... um, not having my parents around like yeah. a lot because I've always lived with them, you know? Yeah, and yeah. so that was just like a huge change for me and change isn't easy for me. But it was weird because moving to school, I think, was different because I I was there and I had like my own place. I was, you know, on a campus where I felt secure and I was with some friends that I was making and getting closer to. Excuse me. And... um. And I was going to classes and stuff. So I started to feel really great and really good about myself. And it's kind of like, I think it was kind of the same thing that Andrew felt when he went to college. Like he yeah. felt like in his place and he felt like free and like productive and stuff. And that's how I was feeling too. Um, and I miss being on campus. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, and now we're back. Yeah. Um, I have a question mm-hmm. for you and throughout this journey of anxiety and we'll we'll touch more about how it's affected our relationship and our friendship um do you feel like you you know did you see a change as you're growing in it and you're kind of figuring out how anxiety is going to look in your life and you know like you're really I mean I feel like the best way to put it is like battling it you know because it's and it's one of those the reason I use battling is it's not it's not a quick fight and it's not just over. It's something you're continuing to do. Mm-hmm. And, and it's not, it's not like just like a little fist fight. It's like truly something you put a lot of energy and effort into doing. Did you feel like it affected your relationship with your parents? Did you see it start to like, you know, as you're kind of taking like hills and overcoming, did, did you, did, was that a reflection in your, how your relationships are going? My, I got really lucky with my parents because I yeah, know you did. I, yes, you did. <laughs> yeah, I did. And so I, I got really lucky with them because I, I know a lot of people who have parents who don't take time to understand, um, 
things like mental health or yeah. or even believe in it or yeah or even believe in it and so my parents when they noticed something was wrong like i think it was my mom well, it was both of them but my mom brought me into uh you know my healthcare place like with she came in with me yeah. for the first time and yeah. like told me that this is probably something that'll help me and then it ended up really helping me and so and they even went to like um like groups with me yeah. like we went to a few anxiety groups that had kids and then their parents and then they split up and then the parents learned about it and then the kids learned about wow. it and they regrouped so they they know how it works and they've never judged me for it and because yeah. you know I, I i remember recently i think it was a few was it last year i think it was last year during like the spring of last year that i had kind of a really rough patch and i was telling them how like i felt guilty because i didn't want to make them feel guilty and yeah. stuff and my mom's like we we know that this is just something you deal with you know that you know it's not our fault it's not your fault and stuff like that and you um i wish you didn't deal with it yeah i'm like me too <laughs> yeah, that'd be great <laughs> yeah but um but it is something that you deal with and or that you battle as you said yeah. because it is and you know and overall they've just been they've they're really great and um my sister is really great too my sister's kind of my rock because she is the complete opposite from me oh. you know her 100 <laughs> like you could not have two kids that are more opposite yeah. julie was the one who is like let's stay inside and you know watch a movie and bailey was like let's go to the pool and let's go on a hike and it's just it's like she's, so opposite she's crazy i'm an artist she's a nurse like it's she's you're an introvert she's an extrovert she's yeah. just like everything everything yeah. is so opposite from the styles to what you're interested in and, yeah. it, and it works so well it does it works so well because I don't, I don't get to see her as often anymore because she lives in arizona she's yeah. a nurse there and lives out there like full-time and so i love when i get to see her and it's I think she's helped me more than she thinks she has. If she listens yeah. to this, I love you, Bay. <laughs> um, she, she, since because she's the complete opposite from me, she's like a breath of fresh air. Like yeah. whenever like I'm getting stuck in my head, I remember once when I was having, I think it was when I first was going on my medication, and my mom had to go somewhere, and so my sister stayed with me like in a room, and we were sitting there just watching TV, and she was like, "Well, what are you worried about?" And I explained to her what I was having anxiety on. She's like what <laughs> like why <laughs> why would you be worried about that yeah yeah exactly. that's ridiculous yeah and so you know and and she's a nurse and i think even in um one of her like papers that she did in college i think she studied anxiety like because she knew that i dealt with it and so yeah. i think she like understands it but at the same time she's just like you know come on yeah come on and so yeah she's she's really great um and then obviously pretty much all my friends know i deal with it yeah i made that that's something that's really important to me because as like when our friend group would go out and do things together yeah and which stuff. we did we did a ton we yeah. were very active we had a group of around 10 of us yeah and we did a lot of things mm -hmm. and so it was important to me that whoever i hung out with or whoever i spent my time with knew that it was something i dealt with because mm -hmm. it was a comfort to know that they they knew that if i needed to step out or if i needed to you know gather myself um they wouldn't judge me and yeah. you know you guys would be like you know i'm just gonna give her a moment or you guys will help me through it and stuff and so um i, I still make that a point of like people i barely know like if i'm going out with people that i'm unfamiliar with that gives me a lot of anxiety because yeah. i'm like well, what if i like freak out there or what if i you know have an anxiety attack and they're just like what's happening but i even people that i don't really know i mentioned like oh you know i do deal with some anxiety but 
you know, I'm just letting you know just in case I need to, like, step out. And everybody's super nice about it. They're like, oh, yeah, sure, whatever. Um, and most of the time, I'm totally fine. It's yeah. just because it's comforting to yeah. have people around you that are understanding of that. Yeah, so. And you have been so good at explaining it. I mean, obviously, when you're first starting to experience it and stuff, you didn't really know how to deal with it. And we didn't know how to deal with it mm-hmm. because we didn't neither of us really understood it. Yeah. And I remember, and we've talked, and we've talked about this. And um, there was a time in which I wasn't being a great friend to you because I just didn't know how to be a friend to you. And and that and that is like something that you know you ha- it's like a learning curve. Yeah, definitely, it's a learning curve for the per- person with anxiety, and it's for the people around. Yeah, them. and I remember finally having a conversation with you, and I think we might have been juniors or seniors at high school. I don't even know, but it kind of came to this boiling point. Where I was like, Julie, like, I, I need you to tell me what, like, what to do. Like, I don't, like, I don't want to push you to the point of anxiety. I don't want to, like, push you out of your comfort zone. But you also, like, need to be pushed out of your comfort zone. But I don't want to, like, be the it's one confusing. to cause it. <laughs> yeah. I, and I just remember being like, what do I do? Yeah. And you just went, hmm. <laughs> I just will never forget you just going, hmm. I get that. Yeah. <laughs> and then we just had this conversation where you were like, you know, push me kind of basically this in this way of like push me twice, and if I really can't do it, just just be okay with that. And mm-hmm. I was like, okay, like yeah. And it's really just figuring out what works best for what friends. Because I, because we were even talking in the car about Myers Briggs. Oh yeah. And um, I'm I'm, a, I'm an INFJ, and I'm an ENFJ. And I was like, oh, no wonder we're so close friends. But that I and the E are mm-hmm. very, very different. different yeah. And so there would be times, and I remembered there would be times where you snap at me because I was like, come on, Jolie, let's just go to. And I feel like your sister and I are very similar in ways. <laughs> yeah, definitely. And so I would be like, well, why don't like you know why don't you get this? Like, come on, like what do you mean you're scared to like run around and do all this stuff? And you're like, no, like I'm not scared of it. I just like I can't do that right now. Yeah. And then it wasn't until I first experienced anxiety and I was with you when I first experienced anxiety and I texted you about it. <laughs> and I was like, oh my gosh, Jolie, this is my feeling, my stomach and all this stuff. And you're like, mm-hmm. And I go, is this anxiety? And you go, yeah. Yes. It's like that, but constantly. <laughs> and But I just was like, man, how grateful I was to have a friend who in, in a horrible way was kind of an expert on it. <laughs> No, yeah, I get that a lot because I, because I think, I don't know if it's rare for a family to put their, I mean, I guess it's more common than we think, but it's, I don't know a lot of people who take their kids with anxiety and stuff, recognize that they have it and then put them in therapy pretty young. Yeah, young. Because you started really early and I I feel like that isn't, I feel like usually it's, honestly, the, you know, the pattern I've seen is kids go into college and mm-hmm. there's free counselors at most colleges and yeah. then they are like i'm gonna go make an appointment with the counselor yeah it's when yeah and so that's another reason why i'm so thankful because yeah. i was able to get a hold on it early and i was able to learn so much and because of that i'm able to help other people and a lot of my friends deal with it too and so mm-hmm. i tell them what i can i you know give them advice my best advice and stuff i've even been told that i should be a therapist <laughs> <laughs> I'll be like, that's my second career choice. That's my second, an artist therapist. Yeah, yeah. You sit and as they, it's like, you know, wow, I'm really, 
hey, no one steal this idea because we're <laughs> going to be the one trademarking it. <laughs> when they sit and talk to you about their lives, you could be sketching them. Jay, you know how they do it, like the fairs the and stuff? Yeah. You can make a caricature of them at therapy for their therapy session. As and they like have, <laughs> Yeah, and then they have something to take home with them. <gasps> okay, we figured out your career path. Genius idea. Okay. <laughs> that's That's what I'll do. <laughs> That would be so awful. <laughs> Here's your picture I drew of you crying as you told me your life story. Uh, oh my God. Man. But yeah, so I think that, you know, made so much of a difference because I was able to I don't I don't know what I would have done if yeah. I didn't have my family and stuff to help me understand it more and get me that help because I was just in this constant like battle with my mind. Like it was it was rough back then. Rough times. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And like you said, it's been something that you've been battling, you've been going through. Can you just kind of give us an idea, like, where are you now? Because it's not something that, like we said, you don't just get cured of it. Yeah. So you've had a lot of big changes recently in your life. And one that I, I want to pinpoint before we keep going and talking about it is you were up at school and then because of the coronavirus, you had to come home early. Mm-hmm. And that was one thing that I feel like causes a lot of anxiety just from, I know in my life and from friends who have, I have who have anxiety is this idea of like quick changes, like mm-hmm. a change of plans. Yeah. And I remember I went up with you to go un- basically move you out of mm-hmm. your dorm up at Fullerton. Mm-hmm. And how did that, like, how was that for you? It was... At the time, I was mostly just sad because I loved it up there. Yeah, and I was it's having, your place. It, yeah, it's my place, man. And it was I was having such good times. I felt like my own person there, you know, because mm-hmm. I was I was doing all this cool stuff, hanging with cool people. And when that was taken away, I remember you saw me cry. I cried when that happened because I was like, oh god. Um, but you know, I tried to make the best of it. I was like, you know, at least I have a house to go back to because. A lot of people were like international and they didn't know where to go. So it's, um, but moving back home, it, it was nice in a way because I was with, you know, family and stuff and, but doing everything. Oh my gosh. Being an art student online is not easy. (laughs) It's very hard. And so everything, my teachers made it as easy as they could. So like everything got moved online, obviously. And we had like meetings and stuff and we had to do all of our assignments and it was a lot, but I got through that. And then summer came around and we were looking into places to move into because, you know, I, my friend Luke and I wanted to get back up to close to L.A. because that was like our place for like our careers and stuff. And basically just get out of the house because yeah. um, we liked being out of our houses and stuff. And so anyway, yeah, we found a place and we moved in. And that was I think this has been that's been harder than it was when I moved to school, maybe because of everything happening in the world. Like there's so much going on right now. And like, I don't really have the comfort of being like on campus, maybe like with a bunch of people. You don't have a comfort of really, and it's really dark, anything. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Um, Like I can't go to Disneyland. Uh, Yeah. You're like, what am I supposed to do if I can't go to Disneyland? Yeah. Yeah. And it was different because I moved all of my stuff to my apartment because yeah, that's you, like now my you home. Move. But my school apartment was just like a few of my things and then yeah. my actual home was still back home. I, yeah. uh, I helped you move out of that school apartment. There's a lot a of stuff. A few things <laughs> is quite an understatement. Yeah, yeah. My goodness. <laughs> yeah. But um, yeah, so 
it's been a bigger adjustment. And I also recently got a new job, which I, I actually really love. Um, and so a lot of changes have been happening. And so currently right now, changes still fairly hard for me. Like mm-hmm. it takes me a while to adjust to things. Um, I still get anxious about going unfamiliar areas or being with unfamiliar people. Yeah. Um, and maybe sometimes being in crowded places because I feel like there's no escape and I always want to have that comfort of being able to go, go. If you need <laughs> yeah. to go. Yeah. 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 And so, um, those are still some things that make me anxious, but I've, how do you overcome that? Like when, when you're in that situation of, I know that this is going to cause me anxiety, but I still, I want to do it, but I don't want my anxiety to hold you back. What do you, like, what is, like, a thing that you actually do to help that? I do it anyway. <laughs> <You're> just, <laughs> like, and I just suck it up and do it. Yeah, pretty much. Because, you know, it's, I don't want it to control, you know, my life and keep yeah. hold me back from doing things that I want to do or doing things that will benefit me. Um, And so... Like, it was a whole idea. I remember it was months before I went to school for the first time, and I kind of had um, – Andrew was there. He um, was with me when I started to panic because yeah. my parents yeah. uh, were out of town, and I started to get worried. Like, I started to panic, and, like, I wasn't feeling good, and I was thinking to myself, is this what it's going to be like when I go to school? I'm not even going to be able to do this. Yeah. And – but as it got closer, I got a little bit more excited, and I was just like, I'm just going to – do it like i have to do this like this is something i have to do and so i did and that was eventually fine and so and then moving away again recently um i knew that was something that i had to do too because i wanted to get a job and start working and have have my own you know space and stuff like that and so yeah basically because i think my mom said that i don't know if anxiety is inherit like a like a inherited thing yeah um but my grandma terry who passed away in 2013 she had anxiety and my mom was telling me how she did kind of let it rule her life like she barely left the house and um she didn't do a lot yeah and we think that might have been because of anxiety and so i always sort of make it a goal to do things even if they give me anxiety and stuff yeah that's i know that's so good (laughs) i i think back of you know the days in which you couldn't even drive to my house and now i look at you and you drive to la and you drive (laughs) home from la and you and and we used to go to la a lot we would go to universal studios um the good days the good days harry potter world remember theme parks wow (laughs) hey who knows maybe they're a thing of the past at this point yeah (laughs) but um but i remember we would we would go in a group and we i remember asking you once if driving and i knew that that might be you know hard for you and and you said you're like nah like i just can't do it and then i remember when i heard that you were moving to la i was like she's gonna she's gonna have to drive there (laughs) she knows she's gonna have to drive there right and look at you like i really like a proud a proud friend moment but really feels more kind of like a proud mom moment (laughs) michelle and i will get together and talk about how proud we are um but thank you now i have a couple questions Mm -hmm. that i want to just like very candidly ask you and i think the biggest of it being what has been the hardest thing 
that anxiety has done to your life? Hmm. Mostly, I would say trying to hold me back from doing from living life pretty yeah. much from and for, like trying to force me to live in my head and my mind rather than in the moment and not enjoy the moment um because a lot of times with anxiety you get stuck in your head and you forget what's around you and you don't you don't you don't feel like doing anything because you're like what if you know i'm not gonna be able to do this because i struggle with this and i don't want to put myself through this hardship um so mostly like making me doubt myself i would yeah. say making me doubt myself and i'm I'm trying to think of other times of a few times where i've kind of let it win where i've backed out of things because you know i've been anxious and I, I think there has been a few times where that's happened but i try to keep that as 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 low as i can those yeah points you know because you know i don't want it to i don't want it to do that so yeah Another question I have. Um, what is it like living in LA through the lens of anxiety? Ooh. Because, I mean, I get anxiety in LA. <laughs> and I don't even really struggle with anxiety. Yeah. Well, te technically, I'm in Orange County. So I'm like on the brink yeah, of LA. I'm an OC girl. So yeah. I... I sometimes just call it LA though because it yeah. sounds cooler. <laughs> so, like, who wants to it's say just they more live in Orange vibe. County? Like, Orange County does not sound like fun. That's why I say OC instead. But, um, <laughs> but yeah. So in LA, I mean, the area I'm in is really it's it's not city city, and so it's not overwhelming. Because I remember because we grew up in a small town. Yeah, and so very small, very small, and so. I love like small towns and I love being, you know, like in the mountains and stuff because, you know, I was raised in it. And but I always knew that I would probably have to move somewhere, especially most likely to L.A. for work, because that's what I want to do. I want to work in studios. I want to do freelance illustration and stuff like that. And so. Knowing that I was like, OK, I have to go. And I was familiar with it because my family would always go to Disneyland as kids and we yeah. would stay up there and stuff. And we would. So I'm familiar with the area. Um, I remember once my family went on a road trip to San Francisco and I was like, this is overwhelming. <laughs> like, I really liked it there. But at the same time, I was like, this is like crazy. Like, this is like an actual city. Um, and I've been in New York, obviously. That was crazy. Yeah, I went with you. I hated it. Yeah, it was. I'd like to go back to experience it on my own time. But we hated it when we were there because it was just so overwhelming. Yeah. Um, but so where i'm at in la slash oc <laughs> uh, yeah it's it's a nice area and it's not like crazy crazy and it's actually really nice because there's a lot more around you because you know growing up in small town there's like barely anything there's and one I, grocery store there's, yeah yeah we had one middle school that's why we're friends yeah and so yeah it's kind of like a big opportunity place of like discovering new areas and people and stuff like that so and i've already made a lot of like friends like through work and everything and so yeah, yeah. you found you really have found a community online mm -hmm. and i think that's such an amazing thing that you have because you know another question i would have is how has the global pandemic this coronavirus you know pandemic affected your anxiety <laughs> it's <laughs> like mm -hmm. yeah <laughs> it's it's a uh, it's been fun <laughs> no um it's been 
kind of rough because yeah. it's there's so much happening all the time and i feel like i constantly have to be like updated with everything that's going on but at the same time i can't handle it like i yeah. i'm just letting things play out and you know letting places and people be as safe as they could be and yeah. until they can open again and i think as an introvert it wasn't a huge issue for me at first because you know i like keeping to myself sometimes and like working on my own like drawings and stuff and stories but eventually i i i'm an introvert with extrovert tendencies yeah. like i'm an ambivert or whatever they call it and so especially after i started going to my university i became more of an extrovert because yeah you did I was, yeah cuz i was getting out there yeah. and so um i it it's been a little rough because i start to think about the great scheme of things every now and then and i'm like is this ever gonna end like is the world like actually ending like this is like oh my god it's gonna go on forever and we it, it, my school just announced that they're gonna be fully online next semester as well and Man. i'm like oh my gosh <laughs> so it's overwhelming sometimes but i try to take it one day at a time and yeah. you know breathe and stuff yeah. whenever i catch myself worrying about the future and things i don't have control over has it helped you to have this like because you your business that you have is really all online mm -hmm. um you connect to your fans online you have followers online has that i used to saying fans fans i was one of the first ones <laughs> keep you know keep on the outlook for those ebay <laughs> pictures had her sign them and everything <laughs> um i have to find those you gotta dust those off somewhere mm. um but you know, this community that you've really created online, mm -hmm. has that been helpful to have it be on that platform while all this is happening, while everything, you know, while we're really starting digital communities up? Right. It, yeah, it definitely has been a huge help because, I mean, I started an Instagram for my artwork, like, maybe when I was like 13. <laughs> and then <laughs> yeah. I don't don't dive too deep into there because uh i think it goes back i think i did clean it out but still a lot of my old drawings are on there and they're like Ugh. but um he's, he's scrolling <laughs> scrolling we're just you know we're just looking at it now yeah, yeah. oh yeah um but i it's it's been a huge help because i've actually met some really good friends um through my instagram and like from all over the world too like yeah. and it's like crazy to think that like people in like New Zealand and um, Russia and stuff are following, following me and like fans. supporting me and stuff. And oh yeah, we're diving into the <laughs> into the paper drawings before the digital started. Oh yeah. Um, but we yeah, that was probably the last time I drew on paper. <laughs> I, mean, I mainly do digital now, but yeah. Um, yeah, and so and i always try to keep it positive on that page because i know social media can be pretty toxic yeah um and so i make it a rule that don't like for people to this is a page that where we don't spread any hate we don't you know bully anybody what like if i do get any negative comments i delete them because i want it to be a kind and safe space for everybody on yeah. it because a lot of people don't have safe spaces in their lives and I want, even if it's digital, I want it to be a safe space for everybody. And I openly talk about mental health on my yeah. Instagram. I have a blog that I've put all of my um, my mental health talks on, link in bio. Um, mm -hmm. And so, yeah, it's on my link tree. Yeah. Somewhere. Scroll down. <laughs> um, and so I try to be open with it and talk about it because I think it needs to 
be normalized and because still to this day a lot of people think therapy is weird they're just like why do you go to therapy like that's the the thing i always explain whenever people are like oh i don't know about therapy i go you know why you think it's weird it's because of freaky friday i i pinpointed to that movie <laughs> because if you haven't seen the movie spoiler alert my bad this is what happens it's um and she the the mom and the daughter switch bodies and the mom's a therapist and all of a sudden the daughter has to pretend to be a therapist and go see her clients and it's this montage of all these people like crying or sobbing or being really really strange and she's like all scared in the chair with her like and all she's had a paper she goes and how do you feel and how do you feel about that how did that make you feel And you just think, and then it's like, I'll never forget. There's one woman who she just is crying. She can't understand anything she says. And she goes, and how does that make you feel? And the woman just looks at her and she goes, because she's like crying. She's like sobbing. And that's why people think therapy is weird because they think those are the only people who need it. Yeah. No, like. I recommend therapy to everybody, like everyone, even my friends who don't even deal with. I'm like, you should go to therapy for that because <laughs> I've had a great experience with it. And it's nice. Like everyone needs therapy. Everyone just, does. That's just the truth. Yeah, it's true. And so I like if you're listening and you are afraid to go to therapy, but you think you it, you might benefit from it. Just do it because yeah. it's. Trust me, it helps. And it it's what really, really like helped and saved me so yeah have you had people reach out to you because you like you said you are such Mm -hmm. an advocate on social media about you know mental health Mm -hmm. and really taking care of yourself yeah and you have been so open about your story with anxiety i mean even this is even evidence of it the fact that you're willing to come and talk about your whole journey with it on a podcast like i said earlier to have it recorded for history Mm -hmm. um (laughs) and have you had people reach out and react to that and kind of come to you Mm -hmm. these you know these people on social media i have yes i've been um yeah i've been messaged by quite a few people who um i talked with one of my friends who lives in the uk i think and she uh struggles um with mental health and stuff so i've helped her through like anxiety attacks and like i've talked her through things and like helped her you know get the help that she needs and um I have I have somebody who came out to me and I was the first person they came out to and I like almost cried because I was Aww. like uh I'm obviously not gonna name names yeah, or anything I but um I but the point is yeah I have had a lot of people reach out to me for help and I've been happy to help them because I know I've been in a similar position as they have yeah and you know I wish I had somebody, I mean, I had obviously therapist and like my family and stuff, but I wish I had like an actual like person who I could relate to that had struggled with the same things to tell me that it's going to be okay. Like it's going to get better. And so I try my best to be that for other people um, who need it. So that's amazing. Yeah. I've seen, and I've seen that in you. you. I've seen that reflection of you and, and kind of this vibe of what you put out in the universe you're going to get back Mm -hmm. and i feel like that's very much you and you've put out this positivity and this you know this understanding of like hey i'm here for you and you definitely get reactions to that and that's just been so cool to see one other thing that i was just thinking about you know as this idea of growth is kind of you know the whole the backbone of the podcast Mm -hmm. (laughs) how have you feel like do you feel like you have grown more in one area of your life having gone through anxiety than you would have without it Oh, definitely. I think 
I think I've matured faster than others. Like Mm -hmm. I've, and I kind of had this sort of uh, special kind of like wisdom when it came to things. Um, When, I don't know, like I was always good at writing out my thoughts and like explaining things. And I was, my mom says I always have had a good way with words. And so once I started to be, you know, treated for these things that I was struggling with, I really, I, I was open with them, um, with everybody and stuff. And I think if anything, it's made me, obviously it's made me a lot stronger. Um, and it's made me more like mature and kind of more giving because I want to help people who have, you know, yeah. struggled with what I have. So Yeah. That's amazing. If, if you could go back and talk to, you know, 13 year old Jolie, if she was sitting next to you on this couch, what advice would you give to her? Knowing, knowing what she's about to go through, knowing what she's about to see, mm-hmm. what, what would you tell her now? Oof. <laughs> <laughs> oof. oof. <laughs> You're about to go through a big oof. <laughs> no, I would say it's, I, that's what you tell <laughs> You just look at her and go, oof. <laughs> No, I would probably be like, you know, the main thing I would say is it's going to be okay. Like, it is going to get better. You're going to get better at this, and you're going to learn more. You just have to do it. You just have to, you know, push forward. Just keep going. Yeah. And, man, and I think that that's advice that everyone needs in this, Mm -hmm. you know, in this world and everything that's happening. Um, And... I think that you just, you're just such an amazing, the reason I asked you to be on this podcast is just you have pushed through it and you've kept going. And I've just seen this immense growth in you. And I've been had the pleasure to be up close and personal as your friend to really watch you grow in it. Mm, and, and like I said, so many proud, you know, mama moments <laughs> that I have with you and just, I just am so excited to see what you end up doing with this because I know that like you've already impacted people with it. And as you continue to grow, as your business, your business continues to grow as, you know, you graduate from school and, you know, you just take over OC. <laughs> it's going to be amazing to see the lives that you impact and the stories that I'm sure have already happened, but are going to continue to happen of because you were open about your anxiety, because you were so open with your journey that affected me in this way, or, you know, I was able to be open and grow in this way. Mm. Because I think anxiety is one of those great examples of something that it sucks. There's like no better way to put it than it yeah. just sucks. But you can grow from it. Mm-hmm. It doesn't have to hold you back. Mm-hmm. And it does. Anxiety saves your life. Like, because it's basically, you know, your mind and your body, like telling you something's wrong and stuff. And in that sense, you know, everybody has a little bit of anxiety, but some people just have little extra (laughs) um and so and there's different kinds too i have gad generalized generalized anxiety i can't talk Mm -hmm. generally good with words yeah Mm -hmm. yeah definitely (laughs) generalized anxiety disorder that's what i have um but some people have social anxiety and you know it's it's kind of like a spectrum like there's different kinds and stuff and there's different like hurdles that people go through with it and different things that make everybody anxious it's kind of unique to a lot of people, whereas a lot of the things they deal with are the same, you know? Yeah. And so, um, yeah. I think that's amazing. Yeah. 
crazy times <laughs> crazy times crazy times jolie thank you so 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 much thank you so much for having me uh, i'm just so grateful that you were that you're the person you are that you you know thank you for having this amazing journey and being able to come and inspire other people with it mm-hmm. i think that's just such a testament to who you are and what you'll continue to do with your story um I'm going to give you a moment to say, you know, I'm, tell people about the things happening in your life. Um, you know, tell them about your art page and stuff. Where can they follow you? Where can they find your blog? We've got to get that plug in. Get that plug in. <laughs> uh, yeah. So um, I'm mainly active on my Instagram. It's at uh, Joe Sketches, J-O-S-K-E-T-C-H-E-S. And so um, you can find me through there. Um I am pretty much on my Instagram. I have the links to all my other stuff. So yeah, you have, I have a link a, tree. I do. I have a link tree in my bio and that can lead you to um, some activism things that are pretty important right now. I have my Kofi, uh, my Twitch channel, which I just started streaming games on yeah. my blog, which is where a lot of my um, mental health talks go to. If you want to check those out, because I've heard people have been have benefited from those. Um, and I, what else do I have? My Redbubble shop is on there and my YouTube where I sometimes post like videos and stuff like that. And hopefully soon you'll have a link to your podcast that you will start. Yes. Yes. (laughs) My best friend Luke and I want to start a podcast soon. And so there will definitely be news on that. Hopefully. Yeah. Hopefully very soon. Well, Joe, thank you so much for being on today. Thank you. You are just a little angel from heaven. I love you so much. (laughs) I love you too. Um, And thank you just for being open to share. Well, this will not be the last we hear of Jolie Brown. Oh, yeah. I'll be back. (laughs) I'll make my return. (laughs) 